0: you for today. Lord, we thank you. We're not Christians who serve a God. We're far greater. We're sons and daughters with a relationship with a father. So Lord, we thank you. The model prayer, our father who art in heaven. So we never for, never forget that, never forsake that. But we thank you that you always take care of us. You're not a human father that you would lie, cheat, steal, or not come through on your promises. But you're a faithful father. You're an awesome father. You build us up. You lift us up. You help us, you grow us, you transform us, you help us change, you help us liberate so that we can be all that we're called us to be, which is just like our dad, in the beautiful name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. And why don't you just give the Lord a round of applause. And as you take a seat, I'm welcoming people to the left and to the right of you. And if you're here for the first time, church, help me out. Let's put our hands together for them. Welcome. Welcome. No, my, how am I? And let's wave out to all our lovely children that are uh, going that way. There's quite a few of them. There's quite a few of them. Um, how are you going, church? Yeah. Oh, let me just get this. Father's Day. Someone say Father's Day. Interesting day, eh? Hey? Father's Day. And if, uh, is my, my, as they were saying, the children, if you're, you know, um, if you're a solo mum, happy mum and Father's Day to you, uh, you're not really the father, but you've just had to step up and do that function. And so let's just honour our solo mums uh, and also our solo dads as well. Uh, and let's also honour our grandparents and grand um, mums and dads that have had to step in to do the father's role. Uh, I'm through to that. Uh, my grandparents had to step in my mum uh, she was a solo mum uh, my father left when I was four years old um, and then my mum moved on to another boyfriend and I had a stepdad uh, and I had actually quite an evil stepdad um, I don't really remember any good things about him uh, from the age of oh, five all the way to 10 it was all pretty much sad which is not really why I want to um, share here but Just to encourage you that it doesn't matter how you start off in life. All that matters is where you're going. It doesn't matter where you began. It doesn't matter what sort of family you come from or this and that, although that actually does help. But you know what? At the end of the day, when you have Christ, you can come back 10 times but You can be something of a beacon of hope for your family. You can be the breakthrough. You can be the knife that cuts through and changes it all. And I stand here humbly. Uh, I am one of those, I'm one of those that um, because of my spiritual father, our spiritual father, our apostle, that I was able to tap into that lifestyle and boom, the rest is history, 20 years later here now, uh, where if I didn't have the pattern of a spiritual father, a dad who um, exampled how to live life, I don't know where I'd be, just right, everyone say the God of my father. That is the. There we go. Beautiful, perfect picture, eh? There we are. Me and my spiritual father, my dad, actually. And you know, uh, my children say I didn't have a pattern. Well, actually, I have the best pattern. I have the best pattern of a father, the best pattern of a man, and and that's our apostle, apostle Brian Tompkins. You and I have that pattern now. Some people might not like that, might not understand that. That's why I'm here to help you and. Understand that and get some accuracy. And so, uh, yeah, that was a cool, I remember that day, we're out there at Estale, walking along, looks like we're going, what are we going to do? Mike, I said, oh, I don't have a clue. So it looks like, eh? no, he's actually asking, how come you're so awesome? I said, oh, it's just my dad. No, okay, sorry, no jokes in the church today? It's all serious. Happy Serious Father's Day. <laughs> Guys, sometimes have a laugh. Um, but I, I mean there with the genuineness and openness and the all sincerity, with all sincerity, I have a wonderful example of a father. I have a man who knows how to build a family, five generations plus strong. I have a, a man in my life, a spiritual father, who knows how to love the Lord always, put him first, knows how to stand up. He knows how to be cool in the whole process uh, and is actually from New Zealand. He's a Maori, he's a mixture of Italian and and a few other things, but I have a pretty cool spiritual father. That's what I think anyway. All the media love to talk about him, talk about my dad, love it. Probably the most famous Christian in the Southern Hemisphere, Uh, that's quite a big area, um you know, because of the things that he's done. He stood for God. He stood for God's um, where he made a stand and, you know, to the point where he even went into jail, into prison. I've got a cool dad. Has your dad been to jail? Oh, <laughs> okay, For good things? Oh, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> oh, wrong example. But let me just pull that all back uh, because up until the age of 20, I didn't have really good role models of fathering. And so, let me back-check, say some stuff, we'll put it all together. Is that all right? And then we'll have you out of here so all the dads can get back rubs from their wives uh, and, and get worshiped. Is that what you wanted? No. Everyone's like, well, this pastor's weird. Just pulling your leg, man. Have a laugh, you know? Um, life's too short to be serious. Take off, as we used to say, your serious undies and put on your happy ones. Someone say Amen. My heart and my, um, I suppose, what the Holy Spirit put on my heart to pull from you today is to—is this, the God of my Father. We're in an unfortunate situation today. Fatherhood has been hugely attacked by all sorts of demons. This, Satan has done a good job on fathering. Uh, why would he do that? Why would he damage the fatherhood role, the father? Because originally you were meant to know God through your father, yeah. the God of your father. You're meant to, the father's meant to pass on the ways of God and the patterns and how to do life to the children. Not in a religious way, but in some kind of life. A modeling way and that's why I love having my spiritual father because he definitely models that. Believe me, I read some stuff here. All right, let's go to Genesis chapter 32 verse 9 to 12. This is what it reads. I didn't give the scriptures because uh, apologies tech person, so I'll just read it. Uh, Genesis chapter 32 verse 9 to 12. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac Someone say the God of my father. In the Old Testament, you hear here you hear people reference to God, and many of the sons do, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and even Joseph, the God of my fathers. Someone say the God of my father. That's how it's always meant to be. Church, we've come far from that, where daddy doesn't pass on the right God anymore, but. This was the blessing, the richness of the home, the richness of the household was that they had a father who loved the Lord, who passed on God and the blessing and all the abundance and all the treasures of spiritual inheritance and all the security uh, in the soul life and all that sort of stuff, even pass on what to do with your money, what to do with your career, who to marry, who not to marry, all that was coming through the father. Someone say the father and passed on into the children so that the children could live a blessed life. I love what God said to Abraham. Abraham, get out of your house, out from your father's house. Yeah. Now, that's quite cutting. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. I'll just read it so everyone knows I'm not lying. Genesis chapter 12, this is what it reads. Now, the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, we all, some Christians always think when they give their heart to the Lord that they lose their family. No, you gain a bigger, better family. The point here was that God was trying to get out. The fathers, well, sorry, the God was trying to get out of Abraham. The gods that his father had put into him, because they weren't the ones that God wanted him to have. So he had to get out of there. Is this right? I'm telling you the importance of the father. If you're a father, just say Amen. If everyone else just say Amen anyway. <laughs> And so the father has a big role in the family. The patriarch of the family. He leads the family. He deals with all the stuff. The children, My children said it. Um, what do they say? Train your child on the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. That's part of the main role of the father and the mother. They do that together. But the God of my father, God's ways, words, his thoughts, and patterns would come through the vehicle of the father. Interesting, eh? But again, today, that isn't the case. Because when I look at my dad, he showed me the runaway Jesus, the pathetic Jesus. He showed me a funny God. He showed me a pathetic type of a man, my father, my blood father. Uh, What what was his God? Selfishness. All about himself, never mind his children. Not thinking generationally. That's a cursed father. Is this right? What did your father pass on? Right now we see violence. You know, and I even reflect and look at my own life and think of my stepfather. What he passed on, he passed on violence. He passed on fear. He passed on all these other gods that were never meant to be passed on. They're actually demons. But that's why Abraham had to get out of those things. So when you come into the house, amen to you. You're starting to get out of some old things. And I'm not saying all of it was bad. But in order to get a new life going, sometimes you just got rub to out, rub out the old one. You know, like a whiteboard that's been drawn up 30 or 40 years or however old you are, 60, whatever years. It's just written all over. You know, you just wipe it out. Someone say amen. The God of my father. The devil has attacked fatherhood. Yes. Even our own, and I'll say this in an interesting way. Satan has made it. Right now, that's why the LGBT community and, and the move of feminist movement and this and that—it's actually attack on the fatherhood. It's made the men weak. So first, you have to be a man. Right now, a lot of people are confused about that. Then you graduate to a husband. Some people never make it that far. Before you can be a father, you don't just be a—you're a man because you're born a male. A man takes responsibility. A man takes head of the household. A man uh, deals with the stuff. He deals with this crap, chops it off at the knees so that it doesn't push through into the next stage where he graduates into a marriage. And then in the marriage, I'm just telling you the original blueprint. They work together. The man is the head. The man and the woman are equal in essence but totally different in function. They work together to build a strong home where there's God in the center because marriage is three, man, woman, and God, right? And they do that, and then they get into the thing where God, he says, children are inheritance from the Lord. And then that begins a new season of life, right? And so all these things, those are key stages. And um, you know what? Some of us haven't had that in our life. Some of us haven't seen that. A lot of us haven't seen that example of how you do that. What be a man? I'm a man because I was born, you know, Unfortunately, in our community, that's why they are weak men. So many weak men. It annoys the heck out of me. Because I know my dad, my spiritual father God, and my spiritual father the apostle. And they both ain't weak. They're the toughest dudes out. They're the strongest guys I know. They got a, a heap of compassion. They love the church with all their heart. They'll give everything to the church. That's the pattern that I see in an example. I have everything. I give my keyboard. Just on Sundays because I need to practice. Did you enjoy my keyboard? Yeah. Ooh. My daughter, she goes, Dad, don't play the piano, down, I'm playing it. Don't play. I'm playing it. Why? Because I'm Dad. Dad does what Dad wants to do. And actually, it was quite hard because I was riding the motorbike. My fingers were quite um, cold. I went to play. I said, ooh, do not look at the church, just look down. (laughs) You know, what's the point of that? Someone say amen. Amen. And so that's the pattern. Got to love the church. Got to love God. Got to not be afraid of Jesus. That's the example I've seen for 20 years of my life. I've seen some of you haven't, you know, you're in coming up to your first 10 years. You know, and and what have you seen in your short space of time? Excuse me. What have you seen? Have you seen a weak God through your dad? A weak daddy, weak God. Weak daddy, weak God. Okay, let me come back to my notes. Over here. Your children will meet the God, will meet God through their father. That's how it was meant to be. Okay, now we're we're on the other side. I'm telling you the original plan. So hopefully one day, you for your next generation where they'll experience this, like my children have. They just know God. They've been brought up in this, birthed, born in the blessing, not the curse. Born under wedlock, not a, an old thing. But you know, God can change that. But I'm telling you that, um, yeah, your children will meet God through their father, the pattern. So, to the dads and the mums too. This is for both applicable. But I'm just speaking strongly because it's Father's Day. What God do your children see through Daddy? Daddy's tired, sick, can't be bothered, a lazy God. My God ain't lazy. My spiritual father ain't lazy. We mahi hard, we work hard. What do the children see? Do they see you overcome obstacles? Do they see you with a crazy mind? Or do they see the mind of Christ in you, Dad? Do they see wisdom, abundance and blessing? Or do they see curse, lack, poverty, destruction, hurt, insecurity? Uh, pick something. You know what I mean? And um, this is not a condemning word. This is how far we've come away from where we were meant to start in life. I said that yesterday eh, at um, the event, fighting just to get back to zero. My children don't have to walk where I've walked. My children don't have to experience the emotional hurt, the... Um, the, the pain, the insecurity, they don't, they're not, see my children, they're not, inse- they're not insecure. One standing up there doing facials to the other one, and I'm sitting there going, the heck, what have I created? <laughs> no, they're not even afraid. Like, man, I, it took me years to get to that level of confidence as an adult, and to see my children like that, not even dressed properly. So, i didn't teach them that that's that's self, self but do you understand what i'm saying they know what they're doing with their life they know the identity and purpose it doesn't matter if they get qualifications or not it doesn't matter if they have this house or that they've been there's been a successful transfer of the god from apostle to me to my children they don't know we christianity i don't know we christianity I don't know a weak God. I know one who delivers you from anything. What's your problem? God can solve anything. And let me come back to this. And and I'm saying stuff. But Paul the Apostle mentions it. He says, my God shall supply your needs. He knows a different God to what a lot of people know. No offense to any other church, but my God's different to the Mormon God. We all say, oh, we have one God. Do we? Yeah. Do we have one God? Yeah. Or have you tainted your one? Yeah. Do you understand? Ah, yeah. oh, We have the same God, but I don't believe in the tithe. Or yeah. well, then we don't have the same God. Yeah. Your God is totally different to mine. Ah, oh, we have the same God, but I don't believe in being planted in the church. We don't have that. That's, we can't agree. The word says very clearly, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. And so you as a father, you've got to really look at these things. If you're struggling with these things, you're passing on the curse, man. Forget, sorry, this is harsh. Forget seeing your next generation succeed. If you can't even get the basics together. That's what a dad does. He deals with them. He deals with them. You know, when someone, it's late at night, someone knocks on the door, you don't send your missus, oh, go, handle Anyway, so, yeah, all right, so that's what Jacob was doing, the God of my father, someone say the God of my father, the God of my father, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, actually, no, we'll go to where Moses, Exodus chapter 3, verse 9, to uh, verse 1 to 6, that's what it reads now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest. So, everyone knows Moses. Moses was the one that split the ocean in half. God used them, he delivered the people from slavery into um, the prompt, led them into you know, into the wilderness. They didn't quite make the promised land because of rebellion, but that's okay. We'll carry on. And so, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. So, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian. So, before I carry on. Moses, um, when he started to find out who he was in Egypt, he actually killed one of the Egyptians, right? And he went on the run for 40 years. So this was after he'd been on the run for 40 years. I'm saying that because just to help you understand, it doesn't matter what you do, Father. The God I know always gives you another chance. It doesn't matter how evil you think you are, or if the roof of the church will fall on your head because you walked into it, or burn it, it doesn't matter. With God, all things are possible. Let's read. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Her- um, Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, "I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn?" So when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And then we carry on reading. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. That's cool, eh? Moses, um, right then and then, Got to meet the God of his fathers, and if you have think about it, there's generations back, so it's not like your father. It can even go further back. Jesus tapped into it. He talks about his fucker papa, and he says, "I'm the son of Adam, Abraham, uh, David," and he actually says David first. He's actually referencing to key men that worship his God a certain way, David. Well, it's very expressive in how he, uh, you know, how his relationship with God and Abraham. Well, there you go. He's that's what he's talking about. Let's go reading. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Someone say the God of my father. So, church, we're meant to know the God of our father. Uh, my role here as a spiritual son. Let me read this, and we'll come back to that. One Corinthians chapter four in the New Testament. One Corinthians chapter four, verse fourteen to seventeen. And so God has this pattern of fathering, and it carried right through the Bible. And we go to New Testament, One Corinthians chapter four, verse fourteen to seventeen. You should know this one. I do not. This is Paul the Apostle, a spiritual father speaking to his church in Corinthian. Corinthians, I do not write these things to shame me, but as my beloved children, I warn you, even the spiritual father knows his children, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, there you go, and he knows that some of his children like to get Bible lessons from other people, nothing wrong with that, yet, look at this, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, someone say fathers, there are a lot of churches that are bastard churches, is this right? Yep, bastard churches. A bastard is someone who, well, they, normally they have, back in the old, sorry, days, it was um, they were born out of wedlock. But it's also illegitimate, illegitimacy. And there are a lot of churches that actually don't have a spiritual father. There are a lot of families that don't have a spiritual father. There are a lot of communities where there's no spiritual father in prison. So I thank the Lord the day that I came back here to Hawke's Bay, where the DNA of my father could come back again into Hawke's Bay. Because the God that was represented here, and this is where I speak hard and strong, was the wrong God. And I'll stand up all day and say that. <laughs> Why? That's the DNA of my dad. We're not in fear. No way. But anyway, it's not about that. Let's carry on. So... For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, other churches, other pastors, other spiritual leaders, other apostles, other whomsoever, whatever, yet you do not have many fathers. That's why in destiny, we don't let just anyone speak. That's why it should be like that in your house. You're a father of your house. You don't need five other daddies to come in and show you how to be daddy. You're good enough. You're good enough. If you realign and connect with this. Yet you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. For the last 20 years, um, the apostles raised sons. Apostles raised spiritual sons. And so we speak different. We carry ourselves different. That's why sometimes you may not understand the son, because we roll different. But you're begotten. And how did he do that? Through the preach word. That's what happens through the preaching, so you got to get used, addicted to it, it helps build you up, Karen. therefore I urge you, imitate me, someone say imitate me, that doesn't sound spiritual, Apostle Paul, you're supposed to imitate Jesus, yeah, that's what a lot of Christians say, no, you just have to imitate Jesus, I'll give you authority, brother, you're wrong, you're wrong, what, imitate me, the spiritual father, that's right, that's what we're meant to imitate, if you have a spiritual father, and going back to the Old Testament, the God or my father, this and that, that's the pattern you follow. That's the, the, the principles you adopt in your life. And you express them however you want to express them. Right? And Destiny Church, we're very expressive. You, man, we're pretty much there's like no limitations. We can do anything. If you want to wear a suit to church, wear a suit. If you want to wear cool jeans that look like I'm a mongol mob, you can wear them. If you want to wear a gold watch, you can wear it. If you want to not wear gold, watch you up to you. If you want to drive a, this car, up to you, man. If you want to sit in the front, go for it. Sit in the back, up to you. There's no, like, I didn't learn religion from my spiritual father. I did not learn that. Somebody passed that on from somewhere else. Let's carry on. Imitate me. That's the apostle. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach every. So that's part of my function as your pastor and a true son under our apostle. I'm just reminding you of the ways of our spiritual dad. So sometimes you might you might get advice from me, and it might come into conflict with you. 100% of the time, it's not me. I'm just passing on the ways and the patterns. If you don't like it, it's yours to deal with. It's not mine to deal with. It's yours to deal with, you have to sort that out, you have to figure out what God are you going to serve. I like what um, Moses and them did before uh, sorry Joshua they got the you know, Moses and Joshua was the next one after Moses. they got all the four million people out of slavery they went around the wilderness for forty years because of rebellion. never forget that lesson, and then they're about to go on to into the promised land, but Moses and his generation weren't going to make it and then Joshua got the call up, and God says to him in a nutshell, ready to everyone and, um, you know, tell them. Get them ready to cross over. And he talks about it, and he says that, guys, we're about to cross over in three days. We're going to step into our promise, step into the things that our, our parents dreamed of, that they couldn't quite make it. You understand? We're going to step into it. And he says to them, um, and Joshua, hang on Let's read it, eh? Joshua chapter 24 15. It's beautiful what, what I see what you see. If you look at the whole thing and what God is doing, church, you can see very clearly. Joshua 24, 15. That's why I never forsake the God of your father. You and I are blessed. Here we go, twenty-four fifteen. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Everyone say choose. You and I have to make a choice every day. We're going to follow our daddy's steps or someone else's steps. Here we go. What does it say? Whether the gods which your fathers served, that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You have to come. A father has to come to that point. A father has to be able to stand up in his house and say, hey, We're either going to be in this church under the apostle or, you know, where are you at? That's right. Pretty rough explanation that one is. (laughs) Very rough. But that's what's going on here. And so, spiritual fathers, what God are you pushing into your children? A lying one? A cheating one? A stealing one? A ripoff one? A con artist one? Fraudulent one? Or one who's spirit and truth, one who who loves and has compassion. Are you one who shows who demonstrates holding grudges? Does your God a grudge holder? A grudge-holding God? Is your God a hating God? Or does he actually love? Does he give you 77 times seven chances, or you can't even give yourself two? Your children up, that's it. You know? Is this man? That's interesting stuff, eh? The God of my father. The God of my father. But let me come back to the spiritual fathering and my role. Someone say, up." So to all the men, your role is important and the woman. And now I'm going to lead you into the role of what I do and what we do here. You are blessed, church. And I'm not saying this for my sake. I'm saying this for your sake. You are blessed. You have a spiritual father connection. You're blessed because through connection, that's how you're connected to a spiritual father. Spiritual fathers are the closest um, one to God on behalf of God for the people. That's my function here in Hawkes Bay. I'm the closest one to God in my function. So that's why people don't like me. Who was Pastor? See? So you've got to realize the connection between us, between you, the church, me, the pastor, the shepherd. You have to come into revelation for yourself. It doesn't mean, no, I want you to, please, just, just get that right. It's not about serving men. It's not about that. It's, it's just about a clean connection. And so that's my role, to teach you of the ways of the spiritual father. Cool, eh? And then you are a bite-size of that for your family. My role here is I have spiritual authority to shepherd our people in our region, whomever comes through the doors. Now, um, it's interesting. It's, it's a funny thing, being a pastor. People want you to be their pastor one day, and then next day they don't want you to be their pastor. Now, because I'm still a human and born and raised large and part in Hastings, uh, I give them the pastor they probably don't want. <laughs> I give them the uh, boom, address that we need to address this issue. And so you'll see a lot of people run. Because what did we just read? Choose for yourself whom you'll serve. I'm going to go back to running. Because that God was good to me. <laughs> he was great. I didn't have to handle any debt. Man, I do not have to handle. I didn't even have to work. I can go on the benefit and do benefit fraud. It's not the God of my father. That sounds like Satan. And so that's even, G- even said in the scriptures. Jesus says, your father's Satan. <laughs> Man, I need to say that more. Who's your dad? Posporato, no, it's not, it's Satan. Okay, sorry, that's a joke, but a bit harsh. So, who's your daddy? <laughs> Church, Who's your dad? Who's your spiritual father? Is he your spiritual father? Is this? And I'm not trying to push you out of the church. No way. Keep coming. Even when you're trying to figure that out, just keep coming. Even if you don't even know what I'm talking about, just keep showing up. It'll click. It'll click one day. I didn't get this until what year? I can't even remember. I got a different level, uh, understanding of it every year. Okay? I thought, yeah, that's my pastor. Yeah, that's my apostle. Yeah, that's my apostle. Yeah, 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 I didn't realize he was my spiritual father. Uh, then I clicked to that. Um, then I had to knit about 2008 into 2010. I had to knit. That's a long time ago. And then when I went to Australia, it was a different again because it was under a spiritual sun. And so I had to adjust to that connection. Do you understand? So maybe you have to adjust. But spiritual fathers are the closest one to God on behalf of God for the people. So apostle, okay, myself, a true son. And we give you guys the patterns, the concepts, the principles that are timeless. God's DNA, the DNA of destiny. Amen. Let's put our hands together for that. (laughs) And then you grab that and you go home and you dissect it and you impart into your family, into your community, how to do life. That's what's so great about Man Up and Legacy. You're getting a nice little bite-sized organized um, system of how to take some rich DNA in this house, because it is very rich, and uh, be able to disperse it into the communities. That's all Man Up and Legacy is. Well, it's it's not just that. Youth everything we do, we are permeating society with the DNA. We're taking over, we're pushing out this genealogy, we're pushing out this spirit, we're pushing out this way, this pattern, how we handle finances, because the more we can get it out there, the more it spreads. See, that was the early church. They pushed out the way. They pushed out Jesus. The apostles, they grabbed the DNA and they started putting that out. They started going into arguments with religious folk and this and that. And I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Up to you. But they went out there and they started. That's why I said to you, I have no problem standing up. Nah, sorry, you're wrong. Go engage in some spiritual warfare and psychological warfare. But what are we doing? We're just fathering. Someone say fathering. Satan's done a real good job on our perspective of fathers. Because a lot of us have had messed up dads, or no dads, or two mums, or uncle auntie, or, or male who thinks he's a man who's really pathetic. Is this right? So what can, what can we learn from there? I'm the God, of my, the God of my father. That's what God is saying. What God do you know? I love what Paul the Apostle said. My God shall supply all your needs. Do you know that part of God? Or do you still know the? I pray to the Lord for a job? I pray to the Lord for a car. God, do you know that God? Do you know the winds benefit God? I just go into my prayer and ask for a car. That sounds like winds. (laughs) You understand? I'm sharing. Because the God I know says, seek first the kingdom, and all those things will come to you. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Someone say amen. amen. It's a subtle shift, but that shift, when you pass that on to your children, is so big. The way my children pray is not how most people would pray. Because they know that God is their father. How I pray, and I'm not saying how I pray is better, but when you know the when you have spiritual accuracy, you know what you should pray for and what you shouldn't pray for. Even Jesus said this. This is how you pray. And he gave an example of it. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't pray for a car and listen, do what you want in your own prayer, but I want to help you understand how to engage with a father. When you know he's your dad. You just open up the fridge and help yourself. Okay. Yeah, it's your dad, man. Go into the fridge, help yourself. Grab the motorbike keys, go for a ride. Do you understand? It's, you and I have been, the world has done a good work on disbelief, putting that in there. And so we've got to rewire it. We reprogram it. That's why we got to come under constant preaching. That's why they've got to come under uh, iron sharpening, iron moments, man up legacy. That's why you've got to come up to your pastor, to your leader, because you're going to probably hear something you don't want to hear, but you know you need to hear, and you're thankful for hearing it, even though inside you didn't want to hear it. That's called a father's love. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember heaps of times, oh, I don't want to hear that, but that was great. That was, thank you, apostle. Inside, oh, I've got to change so many evil ways. Amen right here that is what yeah the God you demonstrate is the God you pass on um so we gotta we gotta we gotta start to get our demonstration on I'm not saying that um it's gonna be perfect you're gonna make mistakes but will you pass on to your children that it's okay to make mistakes and carry on or will you pass on to your children we've stuffed it up that's us we're leaving <laughs> we're going to Australia God wants us in Australia <laughs> that sounds like the runaway God anyway this is right the God of my father your children will meet God through their father and so men yeah how you speak how you act what you do how your heat and fervency for the church your heat and fervency you know your children are really um, what do you call it pliable they're moldable they really pick up things So my children, they know they're dad's hot for the cause, hot for God, hot for the church, hot for the kingdom. And I know I'm like that. Sometimes I may not think I'm like that, but my my fruits speak even to me. And I use that as my truth. I don't just say it. Although inside you've got to build yourself up. The word says build build yourself up in your most holy faith. But what am I saying? What are you demonstrating? That's the point that I'm getting at, time to demonstrate, time to initiate, time to finally show the God of your father and your family, show show it, when you start doing that, oh hallelujah, everything starts to change in your life, people start to like you, people whom you thought liked you, you really find out they don't like you, it's not that it's against you, it's against you just changed your goals in your life. Sorry, brother, I don't choose me as God anymore. I choose God as God. I can't do that with you today. Things start to change. How I speak, where I go, my movements, my patterns, it all shifts. Does that make sense? And so now, look look at me, man, far out. Now I'm running for government, you know, hecka. Did I, when I was little, did I go, I'm going to run for took. No, I didn't. (laughs) But I follow the God of my father. Uh, I only do what I see my father do. That was Jesus. What are you? I only do what I see my father do. I build the church, advance the kingdom. I only do what I see my father do. I'll be a solution to every problem. Or are you going to be a problem because there's too many solutions? No, that doesn't make sense. Are you going to be a problem for the sake of it? I do what I see my father do, and that's what Jesus said. I do and say and speak and live and demonstrate what my father tells me. What has your father been telling you? That you still have it to demonstrate, to unleash, to unpack, to unpack, to show. Isn't that cool? There's plenty of work. <laughs> plenty of work. Heaps to do. Heaps to do in the church. We're still finally we've got the concept plans, but I look forward to starting our renovation. We've still got that stuff. We've still got uh, all sorts of stuff. So when there, comes out, when there comes a call out to the church, the men should be the first to respond. Because that's the father I know. That's how I've been for maybe, how long, 20 years? here, yeah, the whole lot, eh? Yeah, 20 years. So I knew that about my father and his relationship with God, and I knew that was my relationship with God. Do you understand? And so when the call comes out, I don't do it because everyone else has got a two-tongued vest or we going to show up on motorbikes. That doesn't even bother me. I do it because I know the God of my father. God was passed on to me from my father, that holds him first. I didn't put him second. And now that sounds cool. Everyone's yeah, God is first. Well, what about the whanau hui that you have? You're going to make sure you put God first? Or you are going to sell out? You're going to be a sellout. You're going to be a sellout at work. You're going to be a sellout at, do you understand? Do you demonstrate God is first? I remember coming back here to the bay, and I was about to inherit a multi-million dollar business in Aussie. Very very good business, third generation, Um, the Australian boss there, because of our DNA and the way God works in our life, God gave me huge favour with my boss, Um, he was third generation, very rich, very rich and wealthy, and cheeky faith is a trait of our spiritual dad, okay, everyone say cheeky faith, never forget it, never forget it, and so I know that, so I went to work, I think I was only there six months and I had already mastered my role, and I was trying to do everyone else's role, not for um, trying to show off anything like that. I just—that's how I am. I try to learn everything I can, so that I can be interchangeable and a blessing to my employer. I was such a blessing. He started noticing, man, and he—he he shared it. He goes, you know, I'm not going to run this business for long. I said, oh, what are you, you going to do? Are you going to pass it on to your sons? He goes, nah. I was thinking of one of the workers, and I said, oh, we. I said to him, oh, actually, you're thinking about me. Yeah, actually, yeah, and no, I can confirm you are going to pass it on to me. And this business will be my business. And I started doing that. And he goes, You reckon? I said, I just gave you your, all the advice you need. This is cheeky faith. Is this right? I just hard out pulling. I don't even care. I'm just having a laugh, doing concreting, laughing. Yep, you're going to give it to me. And he's going to be my next two I see. I didn't say it like that. He's going to be my slave. All of them will be my slave. All you Australians. Well, listen to me. This is because I'm cheeky faith. And so I was getting cheeky to my Australian boss. Two weeks later, he goes, I think you're right. And I said, what? Of course I'm right. I don't even know what we're talking about. Cheeky faith. Someone say cheeky faith. Someone says to me, "You're." I think you're right. You straight away go, yes, I am. And then you go, what are we talking about? <laughs> so you want this business. I said, well, that's what we're talking about before we made plans, boss. Mm-hmm. Cheeky faith. Someone say cheeky faith. They he goes, you're cheeky, right? I said, but it's true, eh? He goes, yes. Okay, done. Shook, shook on it. Done. A month later, I was coming back here. Uh, we went through the thing where we had to come back to New Zealand. <clears throat> no, sorry, a couple of months later. Went back to my I said, look, I have to renege on our deal. He got so upset. He goes, why? Tell me what's so good about going back to New Zealand. So, oh, you wouldn't understand if I told you. He goes, try me. So you know I love the Lord. He goes, yes, yes. No, I know you've been a blessing to me. I said, it's because God wants me to go back home. And he goes, I think you're doing a mistake, but the door's always open. Bless you. So I came home. What was the point of this story? I can't remember. (laughs) My father, that's right. God first. Someone say God first. Is God first in your life or money? And so, um, man, I would have been very wealthy. But it's all right. I have you guys. (laughs) So I'm wealthier. (laughs) So I'm wealthier. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Uh, I still don't know if it was faith. (laughs) Was that God? (laughs) I'm not sharing that in doubt, guys. I, I know very well what to do. At the end of the day, always obey God. My dad taught me, even if his life was threatened, because he's had many death threats, even if he's going to get thrown in prison, obey the Lord. And so that's what I love about my spiritual dad. He showed me that. And so I do that. And I hope that you see that, church. I hope you see and you pick up what your pastor demonstrates to you. I don't demonstrate no weak little feeble Jesus hiding in the corner. No, show me the darkness. That's where I'm going. I know, when the way to the world, that's why I love that move, uh, the movie, <laughs> maybe we should make a movie, the, the event, that's how I saw the picture, everyone, you know, this is cheeky faith, this is the DNA of this house, you show me hard times, I'm going to smile, show me the giant, I need one for each arm, this, okay, do you get what I'm saying, that's the DNA of this house, I know that's harsh, but it's cheeky faith, cheeky, cheeky Fair people in destiny should be the most cheekiest out of all of the people of all of New Zealand. Everyone says, I oh, can't be done. You say, watch me do it. I can do it. I can't do it. I can do it. And if you work with me and you say that around me, I'm going to force you to do it. Okay? Because that's the DNA of my dad. My dad. That's the DNA of this house. And so, um, someone say, the God of my father. So we've got to work on some things hey Whoa better stop the god of my father wants me to preach not too long now okay someone say the closest thing to god and so church that's really that's really the word today the god of my father what god do you demonstrate who's your god is it the same god is an overcoming i'm well able god who's your daddy Really, that's the crux. Who is your daddy? Who is your spiritual father? Who's your dad? You know? Someone say, who's my dad? Go around it. are you my dad? Oh, that's a different question, Leighton. Who's my dad? Who's your father? You don't have to be fatherless anymore, church. You don't have to be like that. God has given us a pattern, Amen. 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 That's us. Say, eh? let's stand. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Beautiful, eh? You know, you could have had. And this is to our young people and everyone in here. Time to let go of the the old pattern of fathering that you that's still probably holding you back. Yeah. Time to let it go. And I'm not putting down your dad or your father. But I'm here to let you know that at some stage in your life, you're going to be released to your spiritual father. You know? And so um, be encouraged by that. Amen? So happy Father's Day. Um, That's us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we just bless you and praise you. We cherish you and honor you. We thank you for the pattern that you've given us, our apostle Brian Tamaki and also Pastor Hannah Tamaki. Father, we thank you for the 40-plus years that you've... Um, process them, that you've molded them to be the fine example they are today, so that we don't have to start from zero, but we tap in to the inheritance and the spirit. So Father, we thank you Lord right now for the double portion blessing. Father, we thank you that the blessing is more stronger than the curse. Father, we thank you for spiritual transfer to here in our region of Hawke's Bay and to our homes. Father, we thank you that we can come under such a beautiful anointing a beautiful spiritual covering so they can break every curse, break every stronghold, shatter generational curses and bring blessing like never experienced before through our spiritual parents. So Father, we just again lift them up to you. Pray that they have a wonderful day today. Pray that they have more money than they've ever had before. And we pray that you give them long life because we need them, Lord. But Father, again, I pray for our church this morning. Thank you, Lord, for Destiny Church Hawksbane. Father, we thank you for a mighty church. Even saying, what church are you in? And you say, Destiny Church sends shivers down anyone's spine. It's a beautiful experience to know your church is mighty. Not a weak, feeble church. We didn't join a style of Christianity where we have us uh, be abused like a doormat. But Father, we chose a life that makes us a life-giving spirit. So Father, I pray for the team here today pray for their day. Father, I pray for new levels of faith to just consume them. Cheeky faith, just like our dad, just like our spiritual father. Cheeky as Lord. That's his church. But father, in the beautiful name of Jesus, we give you glory. Everyone say amen. amen also